Welcome to the sixth episode of Exploring the Intangible. My name's Caleb. I'm stoked to have you listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this episode. Um, so on this episode, um, Steve joins me again, as well as uh, Nathan. Um, you'll remember them from our previous episodes. Uh, Nathan was on episode three, um, and Steve was on four and five. Um, and if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, those are all on Spotify as well. Um, so yeah, before we get started, um, this episode is all about camp, um, and a couple other things that are sprinkled in there, but, uh, it's mostly about camp. Um, and Nathan and Steve share their experiences. Um, and yeah, so (laughs) I think from what I understand, camp is like a very universal thing. So I think if you went to camp, you're really going to enjoy this episode. So before we get started, uh, if you enjoy this episode, um, please feel free to share it with a friend. Um, and also, if you enjoy the podcast, please um, feel free to go back and hit the follow button on Spotify. Uh, it just helps me track some different metrics and stuff um, and just gives me a better idea of what's going on with the podcast. Um, uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at the Caleb Peters. Um, and I post a bunch of stuff there. So whether that's to do with the podcast or, um, personal stuff or whatever, uh, yeah. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I know Steve and Nathan both had fun recording it as well. So yeah, I'm pumped for you to listen to it. Um, without taking up any more of your time, I hope you enjoy What we're not valuing is knowledge as process. The fact of the matter is, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. Nobody has the faintest idea. You realize when you know how to think, it empowers you far beyond those who know only what to think. Consciousness is the greatest mystery of science. Maybe ideas are living things. That's what this is really about. It's really about just gaining a new perspective. Man, I'm stoked to have you guys tonight. I think this is like, I'm I'm pumped because this is the first time I've ever recorded with two other people uh, and also at the same time. And also I'm stoked because I feel like I've had, we've had the most, oh man, if I invited M, we would have had like a super, we would have had a super, super eventful evening, but I feel like it's going to be super eventful anyways. So <laughs> we'll make it fun. Yeah, it'll be wild. <laughs> Never boring with us. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, so yeah, I uh, basically I just wanted to start off. Um, I just wanted to talk about like since you guys have been here before, I don't think you really need an introduction. So I think we can kind of just dive into like the main, the the meat, the meat and the potatoes of uh, what's going on. What we're good talking Sunday about dinner. A yeah, good <laughs> a good salvationist dinner. Nothing like roast beef and mashed potatoes. You know, a good salvationist dinner is for chalet after. For chalet, yeah. Yes, with, <laughs> with extra chalet sauce. Yeah. Extra chalet sauce. Always. always. Um, but yeah, I was thinking we could talk about camp because a lot of people have been talking about camp recently. Uh, well, not a lot of people, but I feel like we have all been talking about camp. It comes up quite a bit. And um, yeah, I was thinking we could just chat about it. Because I don't really know a whole lot. So I wanted to see if you guys could fill me in. Give me some knowledge on what happens. What happens during cry nights. Because I know cry nights are uh, a big meme in the army. So they've, they've become a meme over the past bit. 
podcast. Yeah. Uh, why don't you guys tell me like some experiences you've had, like some of the most whack experiences, but also like what camp is. So uh, a camp for Salvation Army anyway, the probably the best like experience that I can talk about anyway, personally would be like going to music camps. So whether it's like a divisional, which is in the Salvation Army, it's just like a smaller regional one or yeah. uh, uh, for uh, the Salvation Army will also have like a, a national or now it's called territorial uh, music camp, which is basically for all of Canada and then Bermuda. And sometimes you have a few people come from Bermuda and sometimes people come mm-hmm. from other countries as well. But yeah. basically it's a week where you play music, you, um, you know, have you like your Bible lessons, you have different mm-hmm. events on each night. So you'll have like one night will be where you meet the guests. One night will be yeah. uh, like the worship night. One night will be, um, like a just a program where you know you mm-hmm. have like a, a the each of the groups does their thing like the bands and the singing groups will do their stuff uh, yep. and then you'll have the uh, the infamous cry night which is usually <laughs> if if I'm remembering correctly it's usually Thursday because Thursday like night the, every time then the, yeah and then the the day after at national anyway is like the like electives night so yep. it's like you have your like your little extra thing that you do during the week, you may be like, yeah. Oh, the elective that I'm taking is like learning how to sing like some kind of like songs, like a certain way or like doing, you know, whatever. There's like a, like a video yeah. elective. There's a drama elective. There's all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have that and that's, that's basically, and then the, the, the whole shebang ends with this big, like end of, uh, end of week program. That is a, yeah. a pretty big deal. Like everybody goes like from the army mm-hmm. and the, in, you know, at least everybody in the Toronto area goes, yeah. um, to the, the final program. Cause you got to see like, what's the a band, which is like the top band. What are they going to play? Uh, and like, yes. what are the, what are the equal bands, which are the, like, everybody plays in an equal band and then the best yeah. players get to play in the a band. Yeah. on top of that so they give up their free time which yeah. i'm not embarrassed to admit that i you know i participated in every time i went to national yeah, I, I gotta um, ask though why the hell would you anybody want to be a part of a band like you're giving up the middle of the day on in the middle of the summer you're sitting inside you're not doing anything you're missing out on half of the fun stuff to do you're missing out <laughs> on all of the organized activities and games there's like different and, and just so you can play like two extra songs like <laughs> what is it well, to prove your prowess as a musician well exactly I mean, and, and it's a pissing contest <laughs> it is it i mean I'm, sh- I'm sure it's i'm sure that's what it is for some people for me it was just i really like to play so it was an extra opportunity yeah. for me to get to play and it was more challenging music so you know if i'm if i'm playing in my equal band and i don't find the music there as challenging getting to play in a band was an opportunity to play some bigger harder stuff and it was usually stuff that i'd heard and wanted to play but never really had opportunities okay. to play so that's mm-hmm. why i did it but i don't Complete know about disclaimer else. though i never had the opportunity to make a day band i was always like third from uh... the end of the bench <laughs> uh, in the second cornet section so like i never had the opportunity but still i don't see the appeal <laughs> dude i actually the pressure oh man i feel like we're gonna go way off topic with this but the pressure in the band to me has always been mind-boggling like always especially i've always been mind-boggled especially if you're cornered i remember some years when 
um, some Cornet players would. I don't know if they were seriously considering it, but you know, the rumor was always, "Oh, this person is." They're thinking about going home and not staying for camp because they didn't yeah. get to be end chair in the A band. I'm like, well, yeah. if, if if you're gonna leave because of that, we probably I, don't. We're not gonna miss you. <laughs> I, I, I saw somebody, um, a very army famous person. I won't say their name specifically, um, but like he has this big vein in his forehead, and it like bulged the second that he didn't make it into a band because everybody's sitting down in the the dining area when they announce who's in what band. Yeah. And you can see Is it like the sorting making it to eight but it it's it's like the draft. You're sitting in the dining room and they're calling each person up to Dude. be in certain bands. And this person when he found out that he was second chair in A band, his 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 veins burst. I'm it picturing I'm picturing like a sorting hat and like the hat the hat telling someone that they're in Hufflepuff. Like <laughs> kind of except it's it's this guy gets up and says, Okay folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Man, yeah. I can only imagine. So that's that's basically camp. It's but, but, but pressure camp expands and... further than just music camp. Like yeah. so in the older days they would call it fresh air camps and then music camps. Yeah. The like fresh air camps are just people from the cities they are often right. referred to um camp via the family services and whatnot yeah just gives them an opportunity to get out of the city for a few uh days normally a week long but still there's the there's the thursday night um so you wanna you want you want jesus <laughs> it, it was the question and it, it felt so so wrong just like, asking these like children like i i used to be the the counselor for the youngest kids we're talking yeah. six years old and we're like hey guys uh so there's this jesus guy uh you want him <laughs> you want, you but want like, we're, we're not teaching him? them any theology we're not teaching them anything about religion we're simply like all right so we sing these songs yay worship so like jesus, jesus loves you uh, and sign this baby. paper like, like we literally had to write down the names of the kids and say yes i accept jesus oh my gosh with your head bowed and your eyes closed, raise your hand. You're like <laughs> furiously writing down kids' names. Well, like we would take them aside to back to the cab, uh, cabin afterwards. We'd be yep. like, all right, so, um, and then like the kids go to bed and the council would be like, all right, so what, which ones were like into the Jesus thing? <laughs> We'd have to write it down. <laughs> Who did we get? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was messed up. And like the kids, some of the kids were like, no, man, I want to go to bed. You're like, but Jesus is cool. Yeah, yeah. you're like <laughs> now. And, and now, an important distinction though between like the Fresher Camp and like stuff like Music Camp is Fresher Camp was basically like inner city kids who weren't going to a Salvation Army normally. Usually, yeah. they weren't even going to like any church, and yes. they were usually from like a pretty rough situation. So basically, these Fresher Camps was like a week where they like got to eat food like healthy food regularly they got to regular exercise. have a regular schedule yeah they got to do and like play with other kids and not have to worry about like you know what's going on in their home life so like you could also mm -hmm. imagine like you go to that kind of thing as a kid like having the life that you have at home which yeah. is like a bad home life and then you have um 
you know, you go to this, this camp where these people are telling you, Jesus is going to save you. He's going to mm. help. Like, like that's, I can see that going one of two ways. It's either going to make you say like, wow, I really want this Jesus guy. Cause like, I yeah. have like all this terrible stuff in my life and I, I don't want it. I want things to be better. Or you hear that and you're like, well, where, where is he? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah, I was why here the hell two, hasn't he helped me? Yeah. I was here two years ago and I like accepted Jesus, but like nothing changed. So where is the guy? Like <laughs> Jesus, Jesus can change your life. Yeah. Now Didn't I will say, it. like, I, I will say oh, it's, a, like, it's a great thing. Yeah. It's fantastic yeah. to give because like I, I went to a music conservatory, like which is what they call music camps down in the States yeah. um, at a camp in West Virginia. And uh, some of the kids that would, so they, they would do normally like in the Salvation Army in Canada, we would have like fresh air camp was a different week from music camp, but down there they would be running like conservatories um, at the same time as when they would have fresh air camps. And this was a, it was a camp in uh, West Virginia. It was called camp Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, so West Virginia, if, if you know your American geography, West Virginia is right beside Maryland. So they would have kids in their fresh air camps who were coming from like Baltimore, which is like Canada doesn't have a city like Baltimore. If like mm. the think of the roughest areas and the roughest cities in Canada, yep. those are like the medium rough places in, in Baltimore, like. I remember them telling us like there was one kid who was actually in the music conservatory, not a fresh air camp kid, but a music conservatory kid, which were generally you had better behavior. And yeah, a lot of them were still kind of like from the inner city and, and, you know, had kind of rough home lives, but it wasn't as bad as the fresh air camp kids. But there was one kid that they told us like at the, the beginning of camp, they're like, okay, so like this kid, he's, he's, you know, he just needs a little bit of extra care. Like, um, like when he was born, his mom was addicted to crack. So, you know, he has all these issues. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have never like, I've never experienced anything like this. And I'd heard stories from like fresh air camp kids, like Mm -hmm. in Canada. And it was like, it was nothing compared to like some of these stories. And I'm like, wow, this, but, um, like, that the army offers these programs is a really like it's a it's it's that's the real army like that's they're doing what the army was originally doing is like giving these you might not be able to save them you might not be able to take them out of the situation that they're in but you can give them a little bit of respite and that's that's commendable that's very admirable i think that's a beautiful thing to be able to like you know you can't change their situation but you can give them a breath of fresh air for like a minute yeah and normally this is free of charge or heavily heavily subsidized Mm -hmm. so like it's great yeah so that's fresh air camps um and like i was saying the big distinction is that those kids don't go to like a salvation army or a church back in their home life yeah music camp kids for the most part is as quite a different story on the rare occasion you might have a kid mm. who like, let's say if their teacher, uh, you know, was a Salvation Army person and, and said like, hey, you know, you're doing really well in this music stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I go to a camp, you know, once one, one week in the summer, if you're interested, mm. here's, you know, the information. But normally they're all Salvation Army kids going. So the the, the whole like the cry night stuff uh, at a fresh air camp is very different. It's not about like, oh, we're going to save you kids. It's more about like, let's get you to recommit to Christ. Yeah. Sure. 100%. That's 
Interesting. That's a good distinction to make, I would say, between the two. Um, isn't there also like music camp and then national as well? So there's like yeah, yeah, and they're they're back to back week uh, weeks. Yeah, that's what I remember from when um, M would go. Um, so what's the difference between like music camp and then national? Like, is national where everybody from across the country comes in, and then so music camp is have... more? So we have three music camps, yep. uh, at least here in Ontario. Um, we have two different junior music camps. Mm. Uh, we have a senior music camp, at least last when I went there, there's two. And then there's a national. So the two different juniors uh, are normally between the two different divisions in Ontario. Yeah. I believe the cutoff is, correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve, somewhere around 12 or so. I think it's, I can't remember if it's 12 or 13. Something like that. Yeah. And, um, and then senior is kids from both divisions. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the same format, but music gets uh, bumped up a little bit and it's between, uh, whatever the cutoff age for junior is of 12 or whatever up to 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, and then national, I believe the starting date for that is 16. Yeah, sixteen to thirty. 16. So it's a bigger it's it's yeah. a much bigger age group. Like to to for reference, like I went up until my last year was two thousand twelve. So I went up till like yeah. I was twenty eight. I missed a couple years in there, but like I went from two thousand three to two thousand twelve. I only missed one year in there. So wow. I went a good number of times. Yeah, my last year was twenty, which seems a little old for going to summer camp. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'm not, nothing against you. I just think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm 20. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but, like, even, like, the, the older guys that kept going, though, it made it, like, weird cult. Like, they were, like, there's a hazing, and there's toga nights and shit like that. There's all sorts of random bullshit. Yeah, and being, like, being one of the older guys at camp is... It, like it's kind of fun because it's like some of the younger kids like they don't I wouldn't say they look, they look up to you with fear but it's like they kind of look up at you like wow like you could be my dad yeah <laughs> well, that's that's the thing though that's why I which think it's biologically silly. probably I couldn't I mean maybe but no yeah you're you're like, you could have no, been the dad for some of the kids at senior music camp like I, that's that's weird like but the for the record I wasn't. I'm not the dad of anyone who has ever been to senior music camp. <laughs> Gotta make it. <laughs> I know. Put that disclaimer I out there. I get that, but you could have been. Um, There's no well, John but, but, Snows but, up there. Well, but besides the fact that, <laughs> that music camps are really just a ploy to get army people to breed uh, between different cores. Um, it just exposes I, you nobody, to the pool. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Like, there is a... Okay, so, so senior uh, music camp, there is a freaking semi-formal like date night or like no. dance or whatever the frick they want to call it i, I forget what they call it interesting and Some, sometimes when i went to camp they called it cabaret and sometimes they called it banquet banquet that was but it was always was it was cabaret. always it was always a go ask a girl to go to the banquet with you yeah nice and, and as a and as a so as a socially awkward child and teenager uh no thank you <laughs> But that's the thing. Some of the kids couldn't get dates and they were socially ridiculed by the norms of the event because they couldn't get a date. The 
some of the people who asked, they were emotionally stunted by the fact that they got turned down by the one pretty girl at camp. Um, you know, like, it, but it was bullshit. Because, like, what does this have to do with anything? Why are we or, doing this? Or sometimes what you would do is you would have your dad who was on faculty ask another faculty member to be your date, and you didn't have to worry about it. Nice. Because the, fac- the faculty member would always have sympathy on you because they'd be like, oh, this poor kid, like... Steve, are you talking from experience here? I I plead the fifth. Did 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 Rob have to ask somebody to ask? Him? I don't remember if he did, but I remember one year. Did Glenda I, have to? No, my mom never went to music camp, but I remember specifically one year. I I had a quote unquote date as like a faculty member was my date, and I remember like like I sat beside her and that was the extent of it. She didn't talk nice. to me the whole time. Like she talked to the guy next to her, which was fine. Cause he was her age. I was like nine or 10 or something like that. So nice. what was I going to say to her? Like, how do you feel about the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Wait, wait, so go, let's go and back. If you say, and if you say Donatello, you're dumped. <laughs> right. Freaking Bo Staff. I, I want to go back for a second because you mentioned something, Steve. You said it was called Cabaret. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes. Dude, man, the entertainment. Depends on the year. Dude, they called it a Cabaret. That's like entertainment from a nightclub. Sounds very well, at un- least when un-Salvation it, well, Army, not non-Salvation Army to me. Well, they're, they're trying to make it Cabarets seem a bit more kosher to, <laughs> to the kids that they're hoping well, will never go to one. <laughs> my assumption, my my assumption is that they just assumed that no one was going to like know what a cabaret was or have any kind of association yeah. with it. Although the one year they called it cabaret, they had karaoke, and someone talked my dad and another guy into singing a song called "To All the Girls I've Loved Before," yes. which is not. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know if you know the song, but that's not really a, like a Salvation Army uh, song. It's a song about. Um, I'll basically uh, a letter to all of the there's a line in it that says to like all the girls who like crossed my door and like I, yes to all the song. girls I once caressed uh, to all the girls I may have held the best. Yeah, like, these are these are great lyrics for a summer camp. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karaoke night. Yeah. So. Oh, man, that's awesome. Cabaret. But. But the, the the real apex of the whole thing was, was the Thursday night. And now, now the thing that, that always uh, you read my mind. Me, yeah, we were going off on a bit of a tangent there. About yeah. um, the thing that really got to me about the whole thing was it started out with here is this Jesus fella and you know what he did for you. Here's what he did for you feel bad did they it was a guilt did, trip did they drop with. the hell did they drop the the he double hockey sticks in there too um not that i can remember off the top of my head like the yeah, classic on like the classic uh if you if you left here tonight and you got hit by a car you like suffered a fatal injury and you we died that do you have, know that may have happened one or two do you course, do you know where you would end up if you died tonight yeah, it, it now it probably depended on like who was leading it, and you know what their what Guilt their trip way of level doing was. Yeah, yeah, nice. But I the, don't... The, the thing was to make you feel so damn guilty, yeah. and then 
you would apologize for being so damn shitty to Jesus because he did all this shit for you, and now you're being bad. So you feel bad, so you cry, and then somebody comes and, like, puts their hand on your shoulder, and then you cry some more, and then there's yeah. some sad music on, like, a, a repeat. Yo, wait. And then... <laughs> Hold up. When there was you... a lot of... Well, there's a lot of, like, the guitar playing in the background, just like... Ding, ding, yeah, ding, like, just ding, like... Ding, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, and, like, and noodle like, like, chorus yeah. repeating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and somebody talking over top of it saying, like, Jesus knows that what you did is temporary. He wants to bring you back into... He knows every hair a, on a your head. safe relationship with I him. I know Are that you gonna, somebody I out want there you. needs his touch right now. I Dude, know uh, shit like that. Like, just, it was one step away from cold reading, basically. Yeah. Like, somebody out here. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody out here. Uh, and your then heart you just is waited until somebody went up to the mercy seat and cried some more. Oh, or do, or do in the back, you just hear a, ah, it's oh. me. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, put your hand up if you want somebody to come pray with you. And then <laughs> if you started crying, somebody would just walk over to you and put their hand up. So that way somebody would come over and pray with you. Yeah. But the, the, I, I did enjoy watching the faculty on the crying eyes because when a kid would go up and start crying, you watch the faculty. Those are the ones to watch because you watch them and they're all start making eye contact to be like, who's going up? Are you going up? I Well, I don't know this kid. He doesn't go. He goes to your core. You going up? You're going. Okay. You're going up. You're going up. Okay. Good. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is like, in on this play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who gets, who's up? Who gets the, the glory moment here? Um, is Bill. Bill's already done six. Bill's, Bill's done six. <laughs> well, He's done. He's off. He, he met his had quota. He, Bill has enough blessings when he gets to heaven. Yeah, and there's <laughs> definitely like one or two people that just stand at the mercy seat and they, they, they run through like 10 kids a night. Like, yeah. they, they, they cry the, with them. They pray with them for like 10 seconds. They're like, all right, you, you go back. It's, and then like oh the next, like, yeah. it's usually <laughs> someone who you know is like, uh, a year away from like either going into um, training college to become an officer yes. or going to Booth Bible College so that they can become a youth pastor. Because <laughs> uh, you definitely nice. need many qualifications for that. Yes, yeah. as we've all but seen. The, but the like the the main thing that connects it all together though is that it's like it's a this moving like spiritual experience and you like you 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 know you're you feel, i feel god moving in here and and do you feel do you feel that do you oh feel another one of the things that they do to really amp up the <laughs> you've done bad to jesus is mm-hmm. like they'll they'll have like a big board and like big ass roofing nails oh yeah. like, drive the nail into jesus Wow, you're You'll hammer it into this big ass four by four. Yo, this is like and, that's hardcore. I've seen, I've seen ones where like they'll have like a cross, and then they'll have just like a bunch of like pieces of paper, and like there's like you know like Jesus wants to bring you back in, but like you just have like you have to accept him and you have to recommit your life to God, yeah. and like if you want to do that, come and write your name on this scrap of paper and put it up on the cross. That's you saying. I will not be, Jesus did not die in vain for me. He died for me and I accept it. (laughs) It's, it's powerful imagery. It's powerful imagery, but that's all, that's what it is. It's, they, 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 Dim the lights. Yeah. Oh, I was just yeah. Yeah. Yes. just gonna say. Speaking. Yes. Sometimes yeah. they have candles going. 
Yeah, Aww. just a little reminiscent, just a you know, just a little symbolic. Oh, hey, uh, candles! Hey, candles are fire. Hey, where else is there fire? Um, yeah. <laughs> complete, complete random side note here. Uh, one year during Cry Night, uh, so something else that camp is great for is mm-hmm. other cabins. Uh, so some of my my buddies and I snuck away from Cry Night one year, and we, I don't know how we found this fish in the lake but we found a fish it was a big ass bass i already know where this is going and we nailed it to the deck of the girl's cabin i don't know how or why we did this did you take the nails from the cross and the the, yeah (laughs) and (laughs) and some of the girls came back they're like it's like jesus on the cross and one of the girls mom it was great oh Oh, i miss camp sometimes (laughs) the glory days yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why, but it seemed funny at the time. Do you ever yeah. like? Um, do you ever? <laughs> do you ever? When you went through, okay, so when you were at camp, and there was an altar call, have you ever like had a moment where you're like, oh shit, maybe I should, maybe I should respond to this altar call, and you like respond oh, to like you've responded yeah. to like twenty altar calls in your life because you're like, man, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, you, you see other people going up or you think like, yeah, like, I don't know, I've been feeling kind of guilty about, you know, I, I did this or I said that. And like, yeah, maybe I need to go recommit my life to God for the next two hours. Well, yeah. the amount of time that I just the, the, the imagery and the moment and then that also you start crying because it's the, it's the thing to do. And yep. then there's a hand on your shoulder and somebody's walking with you to the altar and then then it's a thing. Yeah, like, exactly. What? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't freaking yeah. remember even what was said there or what I pre- supposedly committed to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, I did. <laughs> yeah. But so, the thing is, it's it's like you get people crying and they're crying and they they get convinced that, well, I'm, I'm having this spiritual moment and I'm, you know, I'm feeling, I'm like, I felt like I got goosebumps and like, I felt warm. And I also, uh, I, like I told you guys, I recently experienced a spiritual moment where I felt I had goosebumps and I (laughs) I felt warm and everything. Uh, I was watching the portal scene from Avengers Endgame when they're all coming through the portals and the music and just, it's the same thing. It's it's, it's the lighting, it's the music. Yep, it's, exactly. Like it's if you want to believe that that is a spiritual experience, I can't stop you from from believing that. But I yeah. want to explain what's really happening is your body has a nervous system and it responds to external stimuli. One yeah. of the responses to an external stimuli is to get like goosebumps and to like, if you feel yep. warm and that yep. is a feeling of like happiness or like um, just being overcome with like exactly. emotionally like overwhelming or emotionally charged moments. Yep. And I mean, you, like I said, you're free to believe that that was a spiritual moment for you, but I know what I felt at those times. Yep. And I know why I felt it now. It wasn't nothing to do with like the spirit moving or anything. It was just, it was an mm-hmm. emotionally charged moment where the music and everything and the lights and the, and, and just everybody else around me, like the speaker saying, Jesus wants to bring you yeah. back and he wants to save you. He doesn't <laughs> hear his lost sheep and he's coming to save you. And you'd be like, yes, Jesus, come yeah. and find me. It's, well, it's not the spirit. It's not yeah, the real spirit. question is, 
Steve and um, I guess not Caleb because you haven't been to one of these car nights. Wait, but I've been to I've been to like proper altar calls then. Sure. Have you ever seen like actual change in somebody? Have you ever actually felt change in any of these things? So I can any results from this? From my experience, there's so there it's a hype moment, right? Like everybody feels something. And then after two weeks, you go back to yourself. Like two weeks yeah. max, then you go back so, to the way you were before. That's the thing. People call camp a spiritual high. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Go to camp, you'll have yep. your spiritual high. Yep. It lasts a whole week. Yep. And then yep. nothing has changed. You're back yep. to your sinful ways. And Jesus is gone again. Then you need another good cry. Exactly. Yeah. And I can say, I can say like from my experience, so I went to conferences, like we had like worship, like youth conferences and stuff that we went to. Like a, a choir of the fire. Yeah. Did something like that. Go to that. Not, not that, but, um, I never went same to that. Thing. But, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except the difference is at acquire the fire, they were also profiteering. They were saying, Jesus wants you to buy my CD and my yes. book and my t-shirt. That's what we had. That's that what we is had. how you, there's one way to heaven and that is through my album and my book yes Prosperity this was like gospel yeah <laughs> there was like the pentecostal like version of 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 all of this so um like basically what would happen is is we would all go we'd all feel like super great and whatever and then we would dip and then on when we went home like we felt great when we were there and when we got home we felt a change and we'd have to go up in front of our church and talk about it. And we were like, yeah, things are so great. I got set free from this. I got set free from that. And you like to give your testimony time because Steve and I were talking about testimony time the other day. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, um, and then like literally you'd feel so discouraged afterwards because you'd be like, oh, I just sinned again. Yeah. Well, that's it's not all, supposed to happen. And then they make you a- feel like you're a bad person. It's almost like you're being talked into trying to uh, attain this level of yes purity exactly. that is unattainable, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like, isn't that why Jesus and, died? Well, was, and, and, was exactly. That nobody can. That nobody can be perfect like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But the speakers, yeah. the speaker, whoever it is, whether they're some big name or they're like, not doesn't matter like the pastor on the stage is talking and they're basically making it out like you can have this perfect life it's always like that you can live like me and i have a great life and a great ministry and i do this and like you can be just like jesus and jesus was perfect but like as soon as you leave it's not like that you just go back to your life and your life is the way it is yeah you can't spend your entire life at acquire the fire can't totally. spend your whole life as, <laughs> as much as you might want to. You can't spend your whole life at national. Totally, hundred percent. And that was always a fun that was, time. But no. That was always the conversation on the last day. Was like, man, I wish we could just do this like all year round. Like, I wish yeah. we could just like, like, like. Oh, totally. It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun, but it's not realistic. Yeah. It's not practical. Now, <laughs> See, it goes from to, like, a summer band. camp to a cult commune. Yes. <laughs> now, now I will say, I. I never cried at a cry night. I only cried at camp once. And the the story behind it is that um, I, I think it was on a Tuesday night 
when we were, you know, doing the night program and we were singing and they were doing mm-hmm. the song It Is Well. And it gets to, I might oh. have to look up the words, but it's the, basically it's the, the chorus where it's talking about like um, fr- from the grave and everything like that. Um, I, I can't remember specifically what the words exactly say, but, you know, I started crying at that moment and I was like, wow, like, what's ha- like, am I having a moment here? And then I remembered the reason that I was crying was that uh, three years before that, both of my grandparents uh, had passed away uh, about six weeks from each other. So they passed away six weeks apart. I think it was six weeks, maybe eight weeks. Um, anyway, they both passed away. And at my grandma's funeral, I played my own arrangement of it as well. And when I got to that part and it's talking about like the grave, I'm thinking about my grandparents who had, I mean, it wasn't super recent, but for me, it was, they had recently ish passed away. And that's what was hitting me emotionally was like, wow, I miss my grandparents. And that's the only time I ever cried at camp. And it had nothing to do with having a spiritual moment. It was having a memory of my grandparents. Yeah. But I'm sure other I'm sure to to externally to other people they're like wow he's really moved by this oh he's yeah really feeling Jesus right now no I'm really missing my grandparents right now hundred percent I have a friend uh, who went to like a worship night a couple years ago and there was a picture of him online on his knees like having a moment and he was like dude as soon as I got on my knees I knew someone was gonna take a picture of me like. <laughs> It's people around because they just focus in on when they see you crying or something. They're like, yeah. "Oh, that person's responding emotion. The Lord's getting them right get now. Let's get him." <laughs> it's always yeah. like that, but I do feel like it's it's almost like, and I've actually watched some videos on this. Um, it almost feels like emotional manipulation, like because yeah. we were talking about the lights being low, there being like this ambient music somebody speaking in a low voice and it's like it's almost like it's playing with your emotions like it's also social pressure yeah yeah totally don't play into it you are obviously the one that isn't feeling it you're obviously the one that's not going to head exactly yeah it's kind of yeah and it's like you kind of see that a little bit in like an altar call on yeah. like a sunday morning like nathan you'll you'll probably uh know what i'm talking about when i say that the fewer people that go up to the mercy seat during an altar call the longer the, longer the, altar, the call altar call goes, goes. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. like i gotta get at least three i set yeah. a i set a quota for three today <laughs> and if i don't get three we are not leaving We are not leaving this building, even though I was talking about nothing of use and I didn't say anything that would be moving. Now, now come, come sit on the altar, uh, the mercy seat and crap. It's, it's true. Like I, (laughs) I remember, do you, have you ever experienced it where like the lights are like up and then as soon as they do an altar call, they dim the lights and they're like, Oh, like, it's like we have to dim the lights because well, we need yeah. to mess with them. <laughs> but except for cry night, though, you enter the room and it's nearly it's dark. black. It's yeah. dark. It's the mood is already black. being set. Dude, I went to it's, uh, like a, let like me seance. tell you that Jesus is Yo. dead and you're the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a seance, but the only dead person that you're talking to or about is Jesus. That's why you. See, <laughs> exactly. That's why they have a fog machine. Just get that fog <laughs> machine going. Yeah, the, the, the production quality is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> now, 100%. bonus points. Bonus points if they've put the chairs 
into the shape of a cross in the middle of the room. Yes, yes. Steve, I don't know if you were there. Did you attend uh, the Territorial um, Congress? Uh, I, I only went to one Territorial Congress, and that was like... 2001 or 2002 they had it one was a long time ago and i want to say 2014 maybe 2015 yeah, and i didn't go i wasn't there but they, they had a big ass light up cross in the middle of the damn room yeah. that had like benches around it it was like like i said the production value was quite high yeah <laughs> man so they're really going for it. Well, and, yeah. and during that Congress, I was... Uh, Wowing was them the, for Jesus. <laughs> I was in the, the choir that was um, up just before the general spoke. And during the live um, broadcast of his sermon, I was directly over his right shoulder the entire damn time. And I, I kind of wanted to, you know, like itch my nose. I wanted to look at other things. But I see on the, the screen that I'm in the shot. So I'm like, oh, I can't. Do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on screen with the general. <laughs> I can't look at my phone. Yeah, can't look at my phone. Can't make jokes with my friends. Um. So I went to this church in um. In Niagara for a while, and like it's weird because you would walk in and like the music would be pounding, like. It would literally be like hitting you, like probably at like a hundred and like over a hundred dB, and like decibels. And for an average decibel range, like you're looking at it between like ninety five and like a hundred. That's a normal decibel range for a church service. This is over a hundred, and like and like you walk in and it's pitch black. So it's like. It feels like they are messing with you. Like I'm just thinking yeah. about it right now as we're talking about like, this emotional manipulation is, thing, and I'm like, "Is Jesus going to run down the? Is Jesus going to run down the ramp and hit Satan with a chair?" Yeah, <laughs> Satan's for anybody listening. Satan's not real. Just so we're all but like Sunday, 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 <laughs> smackdown in the church. Yo, for real. That that picture where it's Jesus and Satan arm wrestling <laughs> kills me because the, the people two- that post it are like. Yes. They're like, Jesus yes, Lord. In my life. Yes. <laughs> you have a prayer today? The Lord's answering it. He's fighting then, the devil. And then he's arm wrestling the devil because of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all right, if you win this one, then um, John dies. Sorry, yeah. sorry, John. This is how it works. I yeah. arm wrestle Satan. If he beats me, your prayer is a no. Yeah. Right, but the sad thing is, though, is Jesus skipped arm day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got those holes in his hands too. Like, come on, that's not fair. Yeah, that's a that's a scar. Doesn't have, he doesn't have a place. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you? Do you guys? How do you? How do you guys feel about this? About this phrase? There's no higher calling than being an officer. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, this is something that my grandmother has said to me yes! on many occasions. I, when she's yeah. trying to not say that my dad is her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, I love all my children equally. I'm like, but Nana, I'm pretty sure that my dad's your favorite. Uh, for those who don't know, my parents are officers. She goes, well, there is no higher calling. Classic. Yeah. Classic grace. Uh, <laughs> I remember 
Um, after I graduated high school, now not everybody. It was probably a pretty small number of people, but there would be people who would say like, "Oh, are you are you thinking about going into the work? Are you thinking about have you gotten oh my the call? Gosh. Do you have know you how many the call to I've go into the that. work? No, 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 I haven't gotten the call. <laughs> and it was like I felt like to me, I was like, well, if I don't think I've gotten the call, then I can't go become an officer. So it would be disrespectful for me to say yes if I haven't gotten the call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and but like. Yeah, no, it was it's it's definitely a thing especially like I think now I am not a young like young married Salvation Army couple cuz I got married <laughs> when I was like 33 or 34 oh. and uh my wife is from outside of the Salvation Army. Um so I'm not a young married couple, but I know that it is something where um uh for young married Salvation Army couples where both of them are from the Salvation Army it's the the whole idea of like Oh, I sorry. Are you guys have you are, are you are you thinking about becoming officers? Are you are you guys are you considering it? And then it's like when they announce that they're going to training college, it's like a pregnancy announcement. It's like we have some really big news, everybody. They post it on Facebook, and we have some really big news. And then we've there's a party. Just, yeah, we've just been accepted as intercessors of the faith, and we're going to be uh, going to training college. So this is I'm so excited. Do you know, know what's wait. hilarious about that? Uh, I once had this uh, these friends of mine divulge their intentions to that they just uh, applied to training college, and then then that announcement never <laughs> no. came. And, and it killed me. <laughs> that's, that's that's like wearing a promise ring. <laughs> this is my prom. This is my promise ring to go to training college. Yeah, and then you didn't get accepted. <laughs> imagine, imagine not getting accepted to training college. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, now, I don't know. Still accept you. Like, I don't know what the standards are, but like. I have heard of like sometimes like people don't get accepted for like this reason or that reason. But I, mm-hmm. I've also heard of like, well, you know, they normally wouldn't take, you know, somebody for this reason. But, you know, they'll they're going to make an exception for you this time. And and like the reason, obviously, that they're doing that is that they're saying like nobody else wants to come. So you're in. Well, I've always wondered, though, why the hell do they almost exclusively uh get married couples yeah and in the in the army um for a long time like you had to get permission to like go into training college if you were either like married to or dating somebody who wasn't going into training college or like if you were single in training college and wanted to get like that's my grandparents on my mom's side met in training college so that's where they met was like they were both like cadets or or whatever it was called back then and they met and started dating while they were in training college and had to get special permission to be able to get married and at that time like my like the the way that it was the like rules and everything like they uh, my my grandmother couldn't actually have like a diamond engagement ring so her ring was just like gold and then where the diamond would be it was just like not like a lump of gold but it was like gold that was made in the shape of to look to look like a diamond because she wasn't allowed to actually have a, a diamond engagement ring at least that that's what my mom told posh. me <laughs> yeah and if that's not true mom you're a liar <laughs> 
And granddad, you're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it, I I don't know enough about it personally to to know if there are like any other specific reasons if it's like well you have to be married uh you know for for whatever reason that that's outside of my uh realm of experience and knowledge so i i would uh, defer to other people on that question i was talking about um marriage like the history of marriage with someone the other day and i was like i was like so the history of marriage is for like so like social and political gain that's why the institution of marriage was created in the first place because somebody was arguing that it's because um, God instituted marriage. And I was like, that's not true. And I was like, so how do you... And, the, and then they left the chat because they didn't yeah. want to listen to a heretic anymore, and then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so I was like, I was like, hold up. So like, you think that God instituted marriage, then why did God allow Solomon to have like 600 wives and concubines in his house? He's just like banging like the whole time. Yeah. It's like it's wild. It's crazy. It's one of those things that one like, for every IQ point he had. <laughs> yeah. The wisest man who ever lived, according to the book about him. Yeah. <laughs> because he had so many wives and concubines. But um yeah. <laughs> but it's it's interesting to me, like the lack of um the lack of like actual theological knowledge that we that we have. Yeah. Um because like I have talked to some people and they feel like their denomination is very good in the churches that they've been in. They've been very, it's been very good in like teaching them um, theology, historical context, like things that actually like are um, you should know as a Christian. Um, yeah. And, and I've been in churches where that's not even the case. Yeah. Like you're not taught anything about yeah. theology or like the background of, like your theological beliefs or the historical context and you're just taught like this is the devotional or this is what we believe and this is why we believe it and this is what you should believe it's yeah. like they're not teaching you how to think they're teaching you what to think which is like yeah. very very interesting to me yeah it's like it's it's like i i grew up kind of feeling like what i was getting was like here's a bible story and here's how we can uh shoehorn it into being applied to uh, our modern lives um yeah. <laughs> um which i mean it it it, it kind of like it after a while it starts to feel like um like that's great that i know this bible story but i don't understand why like why are you telling mm -hmm. me about moses being put in this basket like Totally. If you're not going to give me some context and not like, if you're not going to expand on that, if I don't understand like what it was like in the world at that time, I can't, I can't make any kind of connection to Moses. All I know is Moses was put in the basket in the Exactly. Reeds. But yep. I don't know any, I don't know anything about that. Well, the fallback is like, well, you know, I have faith, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's well, a and lot of what the teaching is, is like, that's an argument you're being, that nobody can fight against. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember specifically, I might have said this before, but I remember specifically I had uh, a test where one of the questions on it was like, you know, this isn't for any credit, but like, you know, do you believe in a, a God or anything like that? And I knew I was like, 
if I write yes and and the it was like yes and like mm-hmm. do you believe in this and why or why not and all I had I knew all I had to write was because I have faith and that was yeah. it and it was like and like that realization looking back was like like wow I yeah. didn't have an answer for that <laughs> you but took, you took the cop out answer but yeah I didn't have an answer for it but if I said I have faith that's that's it that's the bulletproof armor right there that's that yeah. Kevlar vest that you can't penetrate that. I said I have faith, so that's it. End of conversation. It's so it's so funny too. Like I was watching. Uh, I think I was telling you this, Steve, the other day. I was watching Ken Ham, who's a, a one of the primary Young Earth creationists, debating Bill Nye. <laughs> and like we've got Ken Ham, the Bible man, and uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, and uh, and they're they're just like debating and it's so interesting how adamant like ken ham is on like young earth creationism so he's like yeah we had creation six thousand years ago and then the universe was formed and then we had the flood and then all of a sudden we had an ice age like four thousand years ago and i'm like how does that make any sense like I think the last ice age was in the um, Younger Dryas period. It ended about 12,800 years ago. And we have people who specifically deny that this didn't exist and it was 4,000 years ago. Where's the evidence? I don't understand. There's no evidence for that. And also, Nathan can actually talk about this probably too. People who think that dinosaurs were sent to test their faith. Oh my lord! Okay, so I actually I'm actually a little um, bit about this. Yeah. So, I know, the question is, Caleb, do, do you want me just to really like give her in about my wife's upbringing, or shall I just save that for when she's on? Let's 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 just do a quick overview. So she was born as like she she was born into. So uh, she she was born in a Southern Baptist church in Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh no. Uh, that that was a church that she attended up until I want to say she was twelve. Yep. Maybe a little bit older, mm-hmm. and then she went to a much more. Uh, it was a, it was a minor mega church, but anyways. Um, <laughs> But the way that like she what are the, the minor prophets? <laughs> yeah, well, minor mega church, as in like I was there and I was there at Christmas time, and they were showing their annual budget for the following year, and it was in the millions of dollars, and it was ridiculous. Um, anyways, mm. yeah, it was crazy. Uh, anyways, though, um, the way that she tells the stories every single year, at least twice a year, mm-hmm. there was this fella that would come with this pvc pipe and he would put on this workshop where he would use his pipe to demonstrate the age of the earth and say that dinosaurs couldn't fit within this pipe therefore they are a test and explain that this is this is impossible based on bible therefore it's fake and god is simply testing you now my question to that though is God is testing you, therefore he's a jackass? Or what? 
Yeah, it makes zero sense. The PVC thing always blew my mind. I was like, why are we yeah, using Yeah, it was like a ball thing? and a pipe with lines on it, and you roll this ball back and forth down the pipe to demonstrate the age of the Earth. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, and, and, and to this day, I have dreaded the concept of asking my mother-in-law about this because I'm worried should, that I'm going to get the wrong answer. You should just do it. <laughs> You should just. I should do just it. do it. You be like, yo, Missy. Her. Yeah. Be and, like, and yes, her name is Missy. Like, yo, Missy. Um, like, just ask yeah. her. Tell uh, dinosaurs, because she's a teacher. <laughs> she teaches children, and I want to know if she, if she thinks dinosaurs are fake. She's probably like she probably sees the pictures of dinosaurs. She's like, oh yes, children, that's a dinosaur, and uh, and then she's like she goes home and she's like, ah, we hit the dinosaur curriculum again <laughs> those well, plastic like the, the, dinosaurs back, back um well, steve you still attend mountain right um i think so <laughs> well that's good uh no, no there there's a person, it's up in the air right now particular person we'll that attends out. mountain i'm not gonna say names but <laughs> i know who you're that, talking about that, that would always throw a freaking hissy fit every time a dinosaur image got shown in church because she doesn't want her children seeing dinosaurs and it's fantastic (laughs) well now i'm not familiar with the pvc uh thing there that you're talking about but she would have to describe it to you it's i mean bizarre to be fair if if you legitimately believe that the earth is only six thousand years old then yeah you're gonna have a hard time believing that dinosaurs you know lived and then died yeah yep but the problem is, your beliefs are based on fantasy, so... <laughs> your beliefs are based on a book that didn't get written by the person you thought it got written in the time that you thought it got written by. Exactly. Yeah, But I we have I... this hard evidence right in front of us. Yeah. yeah. The, we know that the Bible's true because the Bible tells us that the Bible's true. Yeah. Well, actually, so what more do you need? Yeah. Why don't you understand that? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people like to refer to the Grand Canyon as evidence of a flood. And I'm like, but that still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or it's, it's like, evidence of a river that just um, eroded. Yeah, yeah. over time. Like, <laughs> over millions of years. Yeah. Um, like, no, that, that river isn't uh, millions of years old. But um, No, it's, it's only okay. 6,000. No. <laughs> no <it's, laughs> the, the, the Colorado River is only several thousand years old because of tectonic shifting oh but dude, fair, they can't fair. they can't they can't they can't accept that yeah yeah well because you, you because... can't prove that in a way that i'll accept okay yeah. so uh well, you're gonna use the, science the, the, the tectonic plates uh <laughs> they got all hot, all hot and bothered they like to grind on each other you see and uh, a couple of them got horny <laughs> and started getting all pointy and such and, and then and then there then there was a whole bunch of wet okay and that's all oh, i gotta man. say that is that is how it works. But it's interesting to me that we hit this we hit this thing where we're like, oh man, well, you know, there's so many different like versions of this, like, oh yeah, well we don't know what God's timing is like, you know, one yeah. one day is like uh for him is like a thousand of our years. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, which one is it? Like Yeah. Do we see a crossover between dinosaurs and humans? Or uh do we not see a crossover between dinosaurs and humans? Correct and me also, if I'm wrong, but doesn't Job, the book of Job, a behemoth dinosaurs? 
It it talks about a behemoth. I'm pretty sure. Doesn't we don't it talk we have about, no idea what that um, is. Could be a mammoth. The the but it talks Leviathan? about the land of Oz yeah. when the giant lizards or something. A about Leviathan that. is that the one? I can't remember the specific wording, but doesn't Job reference dinosaurs? A behemoth. Behemoth. Nailed it. Behemoth. That, that uh, could be mammoths then. Um, I made as yeah. I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Uh, oh, and Leviathan's also in there. Oh man, I am nailing this stuff today. I'm so literally would, would the Leviathan then be dinosaurs then? If uh, to the more pragmatic person who's like, yeah, obviously uh, dinosaurs existed. If that's what you want to believe, you could believe yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you could also believe. You know how uh, it, you guys were talking about. Uh, could mean crocodiles that crocodiles. would draw a correlation yeah. between anything and everything just so that way they could just find a faith. There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. Well, um, if you look at it and squint your eyes, oh, that's a that's a dinosaur. There you go. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. The Bible is very clear. But what's here's here's the thing about this mythical creature that doesn't yeah. actually exist. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing too. We see that the Book of Genesis is older than six thousand years old. Yeah. By carbon yeah. dating, the oldest copies we have of the books of the Bible are older than that. But the but, Bible only says that the Earth is six thousand years old. Yeah, yeah. You can't. And I'm like, you can't trust. But you can't trust carbon dating because no, that's no, because it's within a couple, couple. But we can't years. trust that the oldest copy of our own book that says that the Earth is only six thousand years old is older than six thousand years. What? And the funny, yeah. the the funny thing is that like the, the people who will reject that science, they'll reject it by saying like, "Oh, so it's it's around this long, so you don't even know exactly what it is." Well, then obviously yeah. that's wrong, and the Bible's true. Yeah. Well, that's or like that's a that's a leap. We can't judge what how old carbon is, but we can. Yeah. How do you know that your process around? <laughs> yeah, your process. I don't believe in it. I, I yeah. don't accept your process. Therefore, Jesus. What is yeah, science? I don't Jesus wrote this. the Bible, okay? Dude, apologetics over science. <laughs> I love when any day. people yeah. say that. Jesus wrote the Bible. Yo, we didn't even mention trade day at oh, national. Trade day. Oh my goodness. Trade day. Oh my god. Caleb, that's when that's when the Salvation Army store does a little pop-up at National. Oh, and they yes. sell all the Salvation Army merch. Oh, yes. also, and we didn't mention at National. In order to participate in the final program you have to wear a uniform oh nice yeah just, now you just... don't have to necessarily wear the applets but, <laughs> but everything you you look out of place if you just got a white shirt on and a tie or 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 a white shirt and and no pin exactly that's oh, how they know simple i i just because without the applets <laughs> you're just a mormon you are <laughs> it's true it's true have you you're heard about a, the good a guy in a white <laughs> you're, just, you're just a guy in a short sleeve white t-shirt wearing a tie. <sighs> All you're missing is the backpack and the name tag. And you need to be a you need to have the yeah, word a lot priest. of army people wear name tags too though. Don't, don't Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You need to have the word priest in front of your name instead of uh or apostle, whatever. No, yeah. no, no. It's um Oh, isn't it brother? Brother? Brother and sister? Yeah. I can't remember. I had a friend who was uh, Mormon, but that was a very long time ago now. Yeah. Elder. It's elder. 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 That's elder. it. If you're Mormon, it's an elder. Nice. Elder. Well, in honor of our good Mormon friends in down there in Utah, 
Fire a volley. Yeah. <laughs> Fire broadside. Amen. Amen. Yeah, hammer saying back to hell. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's effectively just an excuse to shout in church. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, but like it's not you, like it's the also woo girls. like if you're at like a football game, you have your towel, or a hockey game, you have your like your your your, your rally towel. Yes, yeah. in church you just whip out your your glory flag. Glory and you flag, do the yeah. same goddamn thing. You just yeah. but, whip a thing over your head while you shout <laughs> shit. But you 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 don't get the glory flag until you're like in your sixties, though. So, yeah. hey, it's hey, the amount old... of twenty year olds that I know that have glory flags, like and like a special like pocket in their <laughs> uniform for their glory flag, is disturbing. <laughs> Yeah. Now, out, outside of the Salvation Army, a glory flag might mean something different. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's not a glory hole, Steve. It's a glory flag. <laughs> oh, um, no, so a glory but flag is like a pocket size. It's about... Maybe it's like a handkerchief. S- yeah, it's a handkerchief-sized um, Salvation Army flag. And if you're not familiar with that, it looks nothing like the logo. Nothing like the emblem. No, it's a it's a it's blue, red, yellow, and blue yeah. primary colors, very basic, and people it's just like put this shit around. Yeah, it's like a blue. It's a blue background with a red flame, and then a yellow. I want to oh, say fire ten, and blood, ten pointed star. I think yeah. ten points. Um, and then it's yeah, it says blood and fire. Nice. The glory oh, flag. I always thought that Hallelujah. was pretty hard. Hallelujah. I always thought that was pretty hardcore for like a church body. Blood, yeah. blood and fire. fire? Yeah, well, well let, let's remember what the Targaryens thing, right? Um, saying is blood and fire. Yeah, it's the exact <laughs> same thing as the Targaryens. So the Targaryens are Salianers. Yeah, they are. They love Where's it. Where's my they, dragon? They, they melted even... people's castles. Yeah, dude, and they're yeah. interbreeding. Yes, it's <laughs> the Targaryens are the Salvation Army. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're There's they're a, a little overbearing. They're out of date, and they inbreed. And blood George, and fire, my friends. <laughs> George R. R. Martin, like he had he had a good grasp. Yeah, he, he knew what was up. Yeah. So it uh, is interesting. It is interesting to watch Game of Thrones and like just look at the like similarities between like like the church and and crown coming together, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's like it. What really? Sorry, happened? it's it's fire and blood. For the Targaryens, not blood and fire. fire. But yeah. uh, Same freaking difference. Thing, I, I'm pretty sure George R. R. Martin would have been had first, some some angry yeah. Salvationists. Yeah. First you 100%. get the fire, then you get the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking a big old, uh, big old fire of volley. Hallelujah! Nice fire broadside. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i think that's oh, it boundless salvation <laughs> deep ocean of i think love blood, blood. blood. <laughs> all i know is something about roll over me doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> see, see, this is why we're bandsmen we don't need no yeah yeah you don't need to know yeah or the devotional. You don't need. You seem to take it from the toilet bowl. Am I right, Nathan? The toilet. Hey, toilet. you cut that out of the first one. Yeah. The toilet bowl devotional. Yeah. Steve, I know you know this fella. I'll, when we're done broadcasting, I'll I'll tell you who. If you don't know, off the air. It would be easy to make a devotion about a toilet bowl, though. There's a guy. Jesus, okay, so there's a Jesus, guy in the, the Woodstock holy court. toilet brush. There's a guy in the Woodstock court that very proudly grabs his 
toilet tank book devotional and walks in. He's like, yep, grab my toilet book and uh, flip to a random page. Here we go. And then he reads that page. That, that's, the, that's the depth of his devotional. <laughs> yeah. Well, <Wild, right? laughs> I think we've covered a lot of ground here tonight. Yeah. We've uh, really gone. Uh, we went. We went deep in some spots. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we had a good time. Yeah, I thought it was wild. So thanks, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming on. It's been wild. I enjoyed it. So thanks for having me. Hopefully, oh. hopefully everyone else uh, enjoyed it too. We're not. But yeah. Uh, yeah, dudes, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's been wild. And yeah, I guess I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Exploring the Intangible. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, and yeah, moving forward, um, I kind of want to mess around with some things. Uh, so stay tuned for some new stuff, uh, some fresh content um, coming your way in the next little bit. Uh, but for now, I hope you have an amazing day. And once again, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.